Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Whole Fit Mindset. Um, today's episode is a recording from an interview I did with um, Justin Sui. Uh, Justin Sui was actually my high school teacher. First class I had with him was um, civics and careers at Banting. Um, he was also my hockey coach and um, just became a good friend after after high school. And we're always having these conversations um, pretty in depth about different different topics, ideas, um, conversations on vibrations, uh, how how words manifest what we want in life and how we've gone about creating different things like through our journeys. So uh, I figured I'd share the conversation with you guys as well. It's from a little piece he does called The Huddle. Uh, you could find it on Thinking Into Greatness, his Facebook group. Uh, he has a website, jtsui.com, or you could find him, uh, jtsui, on Facebook or Instagram as well. So I hope you guys enjoy. Um, it's a pretty fun piece to do, and uh, yeah, here it is. Hey everyone, JT here. Welcome to The Huddle. The Huddle is where I sit down with other successful people from the world of sport and coaching. And the intention is to learn more about their journey to greatness. And the reason we do that is success always leaves clues. So happy Friday, everyone, whether you are tuning in live, whether you are checking out the replay, I wanted to acknowledge you for choosing to invest your time and energy into being with us here today. So I've been looking forward to this conversation. I'm really enthused. Today, my guest I've known for many years. I first met him when I went to my former school Banting, where he was actually in my civics and careers class as a, as a big strapping grade head. And uh, we tried to convince him to come out for football. And then I think one of the first conversations was, I like, I like baseball. <laughs> and over the years, we've stayed connected. I've had the great pleasure of teaching him and, and coaching him. And over the last few years, I've seen him grow and evolve, watching his journey unfold as he went down to the U.S. on a baseball scholarship and watching him transition as a minor league baseball player to now where he is a leader in the wellness space as the owner of Whole Fit, which is a functional fitness uh, gym in Lucan, Ontario, which for any of you that are wondering is just outside of London. So please help me welcome and thank you for coming on, John Celestino. Thanks for coming on, John. Thanks for having me, Mr. Sui or Justin, I guess I could call you now. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We're, we're long past our banting day, so please call me JT. <laughs> okay, so so as I said, John, I really appreciate you coming on. And as I said, it's 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 been an amazing uh, last few years. I think we've known each other now for almost close to 14 years. 14 no, actually years. longer. We've known yeah. each other for 15 years. Yeah, I know. It's, where does time go? So what I would love to first know, and whether you could sort of, you know, catch people up to speed, 
what first got you to fall in love with sport? Like, was there an early memory, something that really stuck out to you as, you know, that time where you're like, oh my gosh, like, this is fun. Like, I really love doing this. Um, like no particular memory, I would say, but it was just like the experience of like, um, from an early age, my dad had like a baseball bat in my hand, a hockey stick in my hand, like just something to like play with and would take me in the backyard and set up a tee for me and I'd try and hit the ball over the fence or something like that. It was a small yard at the time. So it was pretty like, it was uh, relative, I would say to my strength. Yeah. And then it was just like that fun experience of trying to go yard. So, yeah. Okay. I, I love that, right? I love that the old baseball tone. Going yard and trying to hit the ball over the fence. Yeah. Um, so it was interesting. And, and what I was hearing, what I really heard from you there was it became a opportunity to connect with your dad. So so has your dad played a big role in your, you know, development as an athlete? Um, absolutely. Yeah. Um like from the very beginning, I would say he was uh, um, like traveling with me wherever I was going. I remember like 16, he would take weeks off and take me down to like whatever spring uh, tournament we were in. The first one I could think of was like Tennessee, um, it would be Florida, like all sorts of trips. Um, and then like, I just remember him like working extra hours to like pay for all of these extra curriculars. And then um, um, just trying to like, get shifts off so he could come and watch me play as well. So my, my dad's been there the whole, the whole trip, the whole journey. Yeah. Yeah, no, and it, it's so good. And, you know, I've always loved being around your parents. And one of the things I was sharing with you before we hopped on the call was one of my memories is I still picture every time going in the rink, you know, your dad with his big smile on his face, you know, just saying hi and just always, you know, always being there. Yeah. So, what, you know, having, you know, your dad be so involved with you in sport at such a young age. And, and when I say involved, like just being supportive, right? Like that's the one thing like your dad, I, I, I never even heard your dad say anything. Like he was a very, like just, just there to watch, just there to support. What did that, was there anything that that sort of taught you as you, as he watched, as you watched him support you either just physically being there or just, you know, financially, you know, making some choices to really, you know, support you that way? Um, yeah, like, first off, I think you're lucky to not have heard my dad. I feel like he was talking to everybody. Um, but yeah, like, just to have that, uh, that role model set, um, it just sets like the foundation to everything I've kind of I've done since athletics. So like going into like coaching eventually, and, and then eventually, um, um, obviously I want to be a father someday, like being a father, like, I, I feel like he set that groundwork for, for just being a mentor and being a guide for, for other people. So, um, he's been, he's been that rock, I would say for that, that experience and that mindset. Awesome. And what I really love about how you talked about your dad was, you know, the words you used to describe him, right? He was like a guide and a mentor and, and was really sort of showing you the way right? Not only with his words, but by his actions, right? Of being there. Yep, absolutely. Uh, what, uh, I'm, I'm curious, what was one of the biggest life lessons that you've learned as an athlete? Because obviously, you know, you played where, you know, from minor, 
to, I mean, in high school, again, you were a multi-sport athlete, a high, you know, level, you know, international level, playing at the international level baseball, you're a great hockey player. Again, there was a reason why I always used to put you out there and during big shifts right on D. Yeah. And, but what, what did sport teach you? Was like, there are life lessons that still to this day, you know, really resonate with you and still frame how you live your life? Oh yeah. Like baseball, like in the reason, parts of the reasons I love like baseball as like a sport is the metaphors that it has for life. Um, and like, just like the, the men, it was, a, it was really a journey for me. Like, so when I got to college um, or my last year of college, I should say, I started to really get into the mental side of, of um, athletics as a whole. And one of the books that comes to mind is um, uh, Heads Up Baseball. It was Ken Rizzo. Um, Rizzo, yeah. From, uh, and he was like Evan Longoria's coach. And <clears throat> some of the pieces was just how you even like looked at the pitcher and thought about the pitcher. And as soon as, and this would probably be my biggest takeaway, was like, as soon as you think that person's better than you, then he's already won. The at-bat was almost like already over. You were going to go and like, maybe like hit it, but maybe it wasn't going to be the most productive at-bat as it could have been. But every time you came in and you thought you were having your best day or um, just like having that mindset of you were the alpha and you were the better athlete and all of this stuff, then all of a sudden you gave yourself a fighting chance and you were, you were going to go out there and give it your best uh, approach. And what the result was, was the result. So, um, yeah. yeah. And I guess from the, I mean, I could go on, on and on about other things from just that where like um, failure is a huge part of baseball and, uh, and learning to accept that as well. So, yeah. Yes. Again, so many great things. And I definitely want to spend some time unpacking it. And, and a couple of things that really jumped out to me as you were sharing at first was the whole, the importance of belief, right? And as, again, I know you are someone who, who is very passionate about the mindset, like you were saying, you fell in love with it as a college, right? As a college level baseball player. How... From your experience I, as an athlete and for you now someone who works with people, who coaches people, who works with people in the gym, how important is belief? Like how has that understanding of, of you know, coming up to the plate and believing you can actually hit, you know, hit the, hit the pitch, how has that formed in terms of how you work with your clients and, and, and how you coach people? Um, it's belief, I think for, for anything, um, is really like the foundation and, um, what, like the saying is what you, if you believe you can, or you can't, you're right. So coming into the gym, if you believe you can't do something, if you come in and say, I can't do pull-ups. Yeah, you're right. You can't do pull-ups, but we can modify things or, uh, give you skills or give you pieces of equipment that will develop you until you get to that point where you can do a pull-up. So, um, yeah, I would say belief is the, the foundation for um, any sort of coaching period. Yeah, yeah and, and so many great things there. I, I love that, you know, that old Henry Ford quote, right, about right, the belief. And what I really loved about your approach there, and this is what I think makes you an amazing coach, is the progression, right? And, and you know, in the process, how, okay, yeah, maybe you can't do a dead hang pull-up, but... You know, we can use a resistance band, 
right? And, or, you know, we can do this. So I really love how you sort of break things down into creating like a, like a small win for someone, mm. right? And, and doing that and, oh, so good. Um, another thing that you shared a little bit earlier, which, which I, I wanted to unpack was, you know, that, that talk about being an alpha. And you and I have had some conversations about, you know, what it means to be an alpha, because, you know, I was having, interestingly enough, I was having a conversation with a friend who's also a leader in the wellness space. And we were just saying how it's interesting how the word alpha sometimes gets a negative connotation, right? That it means something, you know, not good. But the question I would have for you is, what does it mean now to be an alpha? Like, would you say in 21st century, what does it mean to be an alpha male? Um, it's like, I guess to frame that, like my initial reaction would have been when I first started, like all of this athletics mindset, all that things like the alpha is like, the biggest guy in the room like he's like the juice head like he's like um he's probably like raging a little bit and that was my first interpretation of what an alpha might be um but as i progress i would say like an alpha is um they energetically i would say they control like the room there, there's a presence there that can't be like fully explained but as soon as you walk in you know that guy has knows what he wants in life, uh, has control of it, um, in control being an illusion, but control of it. And, uh, yeah. um, um, they, they go after what they want ultimately. And, um, mm. uh, yeah. So whatever that might look like in a certain environment, it's going to change slightly, I would say. So, yeah. Okay. I, and I, and I really love that. Right. I love how you talked about, like, there's an energy, right? Like there's a vibration, like there's kind of like, you can walk in a room pretty quickly. Right. And, and you can tell, you know, who's calm and confident. Right. And, and again, it's not, you know, like you said, it's not just the biggest, it's not just the biggest guy in the room. It's not just the strongest guy, but there's an energy about them. And the other thing I really loved about it was just this, idea of really presence so so what i would love to know from you is how has your growth shifted as your belief about what an alpha is how has that sort of been a, an integral part of your growth like as you've redefined the word for yourself how has that changed how you show up in your daily life yeah. Um, it's, it's been a, like, there's been steps in my life and I could, I could think back to these points where like that was a pivotal moment. And, um, I would say like all of this kind of started like end of college where, um, that idea of alpha the prior, where it was like the macho man, um, like doesn't really show his emotions, usually angry, all that stuff was kind of what I was stuck in. And from there, I, I would say I was uh, probably had some anger management stuff. Like every time I like in sports, I would get strikeout, whatever, I'd smash things. 
um, maybe like do the toss, whatever. Um, and then from there, like I, 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 at some point I cracked and, um, I was like, I, I need to like see someone do some counseling. And that was my introduction to like mental, um, awareness and mindset. And so I, I did a few months of that and that's what led me to the books. And then from there, um, it led me to like being more open and vulnerable and being more open and vulnerable allowed me to start to step into that alphaness and uh, make the changes in my life that I wanted. So when I was started to communicate and tell people like, this is where I'm at. Um, this is, you know, this is where I'm struggling and this is kind of where I want. Um, I started to create, change my presence and my appearance to other people. And then that in turn changed my outcomes and the way people perceived me. So. Uh, and I appreciate you being so honest and vulnerable there, John. Yeah. And what I really heard from you was it sounds like you had this shift from being very reactive, right? Where you uh, sort of outside, right? Like you use the, you know, I strike out, right? That's the result. But then that would dictate then how you you just reacted, right? Whether it's throwing, you know, <laughs> throwing the bat down or just getting all pissed off. But in that process, it sounds like you really started to make a shift towards being more responsive, right? So as, as you've learned to become more responsive in your life, how have the results changed? I'm curious. Um, well, (laughs) I think the first one would be like, uh, like the attraction, I'll call it the attraction, the attraction of my now wife, like. Um, I think if she met me prior to like some of the um, discoveries I've made about myself and like the way I think, then uh, I don't know if we'd be where we are. So um, just like, yeah, being able to communicate with her, that has been a huge change in my life and one of like the happiest things I would say in it right now. Um, and then from there, like um, um, owning a gym and like working with people in that regard. So um yeah, like just being more responsive and saying like, uh, like I want I want to change people's lives. I want to work with people and and guide them kind of through what I went, but maybe in different perspectives and different um, um, environments. And then and that's kind of where it, it led to. So, yeah. Okay, um, it's interesting, and I, I really love that. Right, and, and just hearing you. Right, I mean, we've had lots of great conversations and. And I know how much you love and adore your wife, and and you know she's very, um, you know, fortunate to have you in terms of your level of awareness and your growth. So, um, you know, I, I know she knows that. Uh, you know, and and the interesting part that you brought up there was these words of helping and how it's 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 really got you focused on helping others, right? Supporting people right? Whether it's through mindset, whether it's through fitness, whether it's through nutrition. And I'm curious, what role has this idea of giving to others, has that played an important role in your life? Um, yeah, uh, it's, I, th- I would say it's one of like my foundations, like giving back, um, like one of those things that uh, I just, it, it, fills me up and 
um, like I've heard it like a bunch of different ways. It, it's pretty much like the cycle of like energy is like the more you give, the more you can receive and you can't, you can't receive what you don't give away. So, um, yeah, that's, it's, it's what I love to do. I love, uh, everything about it really like the the experience other people have the experience i have the things i learn about myself as i'm doing it and it's, yeah. it's just that whole like coaching experience that's it's just amazing yeah yeah no I, and i love i love that you said about giving and one of the things that my mentor has taught me is he always talks about willingly give and graciously receive mm. so giving is simply if you have to think about doing it then then it's transactional right like you that's not coming from a place but when you willingly give your time or you willingly give your energy and and i include money in that and you just do it just like you said because you know it's that's just what you do that it's interesting how you always get back right comes back like a boomerang right that law of cause and effect Right. Or you reap what you sow. And all. And so it's, it's really great to hear you say that. Is there a particular instance? Because I know your dad, right, was really, you know, has has a big giving heart. Is there any memory that you have from your life where you really remember where giving sort of became just like embedded? Like, that's just what that's just what you do. Like, you just give back. Like, was there a memory? Oh, a specific one. Um, yeah. I know it like, hmm. I'm not sure if there's a specific one as much as like, I was just, I was raised in a giving family. Like I had a, a mother as a nurse, right. And she's just like, that's ingrained in her as well as to, give her care and love for for anyone she was working for including like um like us as kids and then my dad as well coming from um pretty much like nothing like uh, yeah. like as an immigrant coming to canada and like he just wanted to give me like the best experience i could have as a child yeah. and uh i definitely recognized that and he wanted to give me every opportunity even if we butt heads about it like as we like as i was growing up but he wanted to give make sure like i had damn every opportunity that like he didn't have as a kid so like i think like i think that would be it it's just like the idea of like my dad and like saying like i didn't have this as a kid i didn't have this as a kid you're so lucky and like i think it was just like yeah those experiences of that just over and over and just ingrained into my head just give back give back so yeah you know, you know what I love about that, John, and what I really heard from that was, and, and you know, something giving is something definitely I've learned more about over the last few years. I've made it a priority in my life. But what I loved about what you shared was it is just so embedded into your DNA that there isn't a particular instance. It's that's just your norm, right? Like that's what your mom and dad taught you, and you're right. And and that's like, that's just what you do. Like it's, it's so deeply ingrained in you that that's just your normal. Yeah. It, would that be fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, like a deep rooted like program, like understanding of like how to live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's so great. Um, what, one thought that I, that I had as you shared 
So one of the things that you and I have talked about in the past is obviously, you know, you've been done very, you know, you had this amazing athletic career, right? And now you, you really support people in the fitness space and the nutrition space and the mindset. This idea of mind, body, and spirit, how has that change? How has your perspective changed over the last few years as you have grown and prioritized growth in your life? Yeah, um, it's become more and more of a, I would say like mindset first mentality for me, whereas like pre first, this like first awakening discoveries, whatever you want to call it, I would say like I was very um, physical focused. So like what I'm putting in my body, what I'm doing. And like, that was pretty much it. Like go to the gym, go to the cages, hit a baseball and then make sure you're eating enough food. Whereas like now it's like, okay, the way I think about what I'm eating can totally change the way uh, scientifically I, I absorb it to sim like as simple as that. And then beyond that, the way I think about my, um, my workouts can totally change the, the, the intensity that I add to it. Um, uh, even deeper, even before that, you could look at like how I prepare mentally to like, um, set up my week. So if I'm thinking like, a, um, man, I hate working out. Um, I don't have enough time. Um, all these phrases that we kind of catch ourselves saying about like something that we want to do, it doesn't necessarily have to be working out. Yeah. It, it's our truth. What we speak is what we believe. So we, we're not going to have enough time to work out. We're not going to like want to meal prep or eat the salad or whatever it is. So um, now in my, my own self and in the way I coach specifically with the health and fitness side of things is okay. Um, you know, I, I, I love vegetables. I love the way my body feels when I consume a lot of vegetables. Um, I love you know, the community uh, that is there when you're working out. I love the feeling of like the high fives after. I love that, that adrenaline rush I get at the end of the workout, all these things. I start to think about those and I start to speak about it in that, like that the joy, excitement, love. Then all of a sudden my experience is totally changed from um, like hating it, dreading it, fearing it to like loving it, wanting to do it, thinking about it all the time. So it's definitely shifted from that body to that mind side first and then the body follows so yeah no and you know what i really love about that is it resonates with me because you know that's a similar philosophy that i have right, when i'm working with my clients is life is pretty simple i learned this again from my mentor life is pretty simple it's 95 percent mindset five percent strategy and what I got from listening to your story is when we first start on this growth, we're focused so much on the strategy, the physical, right? Like, okay, uh, you know, I got in the batting cage. I got to hit, I got to hit the ball, right? What am I eating? What am, what am I doing this? Where all of a sudden, as you get that growth, as you start to explore more, you start to go like deeper, right? It's almost like we're the proverbial onion and we just keep peeling back layers, right? And then we start to understand that the mind really is the root cause of everything right? The body is an instrument of your mind. Yeah. And, and I love that you talked about, you know, the way you speak, like, like speaking things into existence. 
Now I'm curious, is that something that you are, that you also do with your clients? Like, is that something where are you, do you find that that is an area that you work on with your clients in, in terms of how they speak? Yeah. Um, with my one-on-one clients, hundred um, percent, I could definitely get better. I would say it in the class perspective, cause I'll catch people saying something, you know, I just kind of like shrug it off, whatever. But um, yeah, if I, if, if someone's like, Oh, like, I don't want to do this. Like, it, it's just like you, you catch them and it, otherwise you're, it's uh, it's like anything repetition uh, requires more repetition to like break that mm-hmm. cycle. So catch it as soon as you can. And then um, you can break that habit, break that thought pattern, whatever it is, so that you can be more successful in the gym. Okay. And I love that. What, what would you do? And, and, and sorry, just to just kind of throw you on the spot. Let's say you have a client that comes in who's just, I mean, we've been there, right? Like, I mean, we've worked with people in the fitness space where, you know, they come in and all of a sudden it's just like complete negativity, all the things they can't do or da, da, da. What would be that tip to, let's say someone right now is kind of having one of those moments or maybe one of those days or one of those weeks where it just seems like things are piling up. What, what would you tell them in terms of how to maybe just start to shift, create a little bit of shift to be a little bit, feel a little more positive. What, what would you, what would you say to that person? Um, I think it's, it's not necessarily like one thing for sure. It's more of a process. I would say it's a lot of questions, but, um, to do the best like explanation I could, it would be like, figure out where they're at, be, be like, um, be kind enough to ask that question and like, um, be with them empathetic. And if it is like a really tough week, just, um, yeah, be with them for that. Okay. And then from there, it'd be, uh, we've discussed this a couple of times that power versus force. Uh, so mm. power versus force, just a, like super quick background. It's um, the idea of a force is something that you push and um, eventually it'll run out of energy. Whereas a power is something that can be um, replicated and just constantly creates its own energy. And it's, it has a lot to do with your emotional experience. So forces are like your anger, sad, fear, all those like negative emotions. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's coming in with those negative emotions, kind of recognize it, be with them, be empathetic. And then you can start to climb up that energetic ladder. So I'm not gonna jump from like, if somebody's coming in really sad to joy, cause that's a quantum leap. Um, and if you look into power versus force, you could, they could kind of explain what that, what that really entails. But um, it's, it's a big jump and it's really hard for a lot of people to do. So bring them to somewhere a little more neutral, like, okay. And um, accepting where they're at, what I would say would be the first step in being okay with um, the situation that is at hand and not necessarily that it's better. It just is what it is. And then from there, we can start mm. to make decisions of, okay, um, if it is something very specific to, you know, their, their fitness, like, let's say they broke their arm and they're having a bad day about breaking their arm. It is what it is. This is what's happening. Now, what do, where do we go from there? And well, we can train legs, you know, if it, if it was the gym setting and um, just finding that next step and working with them with that and working with them with their language from that place of neutral where um, there can be some growth. You know, I, I, I love that answer, John. 
what I really love is you simply asking questions and finding out where they're at, right? And I love the fact of just allowing people to be seen and right and heard and creating that that space for them. And that is a superpower, John. Like I, I really want to acknowledge you for 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 doing for for having that level of awareness. And what I really loved after hearing that was okay, let's figure out a solution, right? Like let's, you know, like it is what it is. Right. That's the situation. It's it's happened. It's done. OK, wh what do you want to do moving forward? Like, I love that idea of really, you know, just coaching people. But again, the coaching comes after giving them the space to, you know, sort of just to be for 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 a moment or a couple of minutes. So I love that. that. That's amazing, John. That's so good. So here's a question I have for you, and this one might might be interesting, is what is the belief that you used to have that you no longer that you no longer have? Like, is there something that you believed when you were 16 that now you're like, oh, yeah, that's complete bullshit? Um, something that I believed before, but don't believe now or it's shifted. Um, This is the, the tough questions you're talking about, Sui. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. That's a tough one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we can come back can, to that. Yeah, come back to it. Let me let me mull that one over. Okay. You kind of like, I feel like I'm supposed to forget those things. I I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No. It, no. It's all good. Yeah. So. What what are you working on? So again, I know again you're you're a leader in the wellness space. You know you're you're an amazing coach, and and you have this uh, this beautiful gym. Which what I love about it is it's so functional. Like I love that you go in there and it's you know it's a basic. It's not a you know you you can go in there and you have a great workout and you really work with people not only physically the body but you know you work on the mindset piece. What what are you currently working on right now? Um, right now, uh, due to COVID, we're doing a lot more online stuff. So our online programming stems, um, there's different branches, I would say, of it. We have nutrition-specific coaching. We have, like, your physical coaching, your um, programming. And then we have, like, the blend, um, I would say, of all three, which would be also the mindset. And um, uh, it could look a number of different ways. It could be as base level as joining and following on your own. It could be joining classes virtually and being on Zoom, or it can be like um, very specific to you and you would get like um, personalized calls, um, working through whatever mindset things um, that might be involved with the nutrition or the, the physical side of your, your fitness. Um, or, and it, it's just that accountability those check-ins and just really continuing what we did in person, but now in a new, new light and new um, environment or dojo, if you will. So, yeah. Okay. okay. And 
is that is like do you guys specialize in working with anyone or is it pretty like again i've been in there and seen the community is a pretty kind of diverse community yeah i would say like that's part of our our mission is providing services for every for everybody and so we have uh, clients as old as you know 80s 85 um and then as you know our youngest kid fit classes like eight six to eight i would say so yeah so everything in between we got and um yeah nice and you know what i love about that though john and and i don't what really came up for me was you're meeting people where they're at whether it's offering classes from six to 80 whether it is offering online one-on-one combination like it really speaks volumes about your ability to meet people where they're at so I wanted to acknowledge you for that. Appreciate it, Sui. So uh, the last thing I would love to know is, again, it's an interesting time, right? It's there's, depending on what you are allowing into your environment, right? Like, let's say someone is consuming maybe a lot of the doom and gloom in the social media or watching too much of the CNN and Fox News of the world, and they're just... You know, they're just not doing well. Maybe, maybe uh, they've lost their job. Maybe just, you know, life, you know, it, it's, it's been a challenging year for some. What would you say to that person who just, they desire, they want better results, but they're just not sure where to start? Like, would you, do you have like one actual item that they could do today to just start creating some positive momentum and some wins in their life? Um, pick one thing for your routine just one thing so the one i always like try and guide people to i would say would be like your sleep habits so sleep um kind of corrects or like guides everything else so if you're getting your like guided eight eight hours of sleep roughly then you're going to be eating better and then you're going to potentially feel more motivated to also exercise there's all sorts of studies around it too where if um, some individuals were like sleep deprived, they would start to display traits of like diabetes. Um, mm-hmm. However, as soon as they start to sleep better again, they start to reverse those. So if there is one thing physically that's going to help, it's going to be sleep. And then that just sets up your routine as well. If you know like when you're going to wake up and then all of a sudden you have this time that you could start to decide what to do with it, be it eating better, exercising, whatever it is. Um, that would be, that would be kind of my step one, I would say for, but routine is like the key. And then what you choose from that routine is ultimately up to you. And again, meeting people where they're at, maybe sleep isn't an option. So maybe we talk nutrition first. So, but yeah. I love that. And, and I just, recognize in this conversation john what your gift is and it's a gift that allowed you to play baseball at a very high level it's what has helped you be you know in your transition as an entrepreneur you know as as a husband and which i know will continue as you shift into becoming a dad is this ability like your process like i just realized in this conversation how obsessed with the process of breaking things down to the to the smallest detail like simple things like just get sleep and focusing on doing do that great 
and that that's what made you a great athlete and that what makes you a great coach and that's why what's making you great at life so i just i want to acknowledge you for 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 your superpower there brother it's amazing yeah so uh, tell us, how can we, how can people stay connected with you? Like, let's say that they want to learn more about you, yeah. you know, and, and I'll be sure to share it in, in the post and share your handles. What is the easiest way for people to connect with you? Um, easiest way? Um, probably, I, I think, Instagram. Uh, Coach John Celestino. John spelled J-O-N. Um, C E L E S T I N O for those. Okay. <laughs> and then yeah. uh, um, you could also follow us on Whole Fit Lucan, um, our Instagram page there, or just Whole Fit on uh, Facebook as well. Okay. And I'll be sure to share everything on this post and, and make sure I put all the handles on there so you can get a hold of John because I definitely know that there are some people who definitely are going to resonate with this conversation. So first and foremost, John, I just wanted to acknowledge you. I wanted to acknowledge you for being a man of character and integrity from the moment I met you. You were 15 years old to, to where you're now. I just wanted to acknowledge you for, for your continued growth and for you choosing to continue to make greatness the standard in your life. So thank you for allowing me to continue to be part of your life, brother. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for being a part of it. So you're a huge mentor to me. And I think that uh, speaks to the ripple effect that you've created as well. And um, everything we've kind of talked about where like you gave into me and then now that's giving out into others. So uh, thanks for that as well. Yeah, no, anytime, brother. Hey, I'm, it's only a start, right? We're only scratching the surface. Still got a lot more time on this planet. And I know we're going to collaborate on lots of things and, you know, be of service to a lot of people. So I'm looking, I'm enthused for it, brother. Awesome. Appreciate it. So thank you everyone for tuning in. And as, as always, please keep sending me the messages. What I would love to know was what was something that resonated with you? I love hearing these messages. Let me know, let John know something that you took away from this conversation. Because as I said, it's through these conversations where we study other people, right? Where other successful people and learn about their journey to greatness that we can improve our life. Because again, success always leaves clues. So have an amazing rest of your day and we will chat very soon. Have a great day, everyone.